Excuse me. Hello. How are you doing? Oh my goodness. Look at you. Look at you. I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you're. Uh, you're here looking for a beverage. You are good. I often wonder that I don't really give a proper indication that uh, beverages are available in this place. What is this place? Uh, excuse me, sorry, I just have to uh, organize some things on my desk here. Um, uh, there we go. Fantastic. How are you, my friend? You look uh, taller than we last saw. I last saw you, or, or maybe... I've never seen you before. I'm really thinking about another person. That happens sometimes. I walk up to an old friend. I say, "Friend, you know, you I don't know when you changed this way. When you when you became this totally different person." They said, "Well, I probably am a different person. I'm probably I probably just look like your friend." I'm like, "You don't. You do not look like my friend." I mean, you do. You, uh, every every human being looks like my friend. I have uh, a whole lot of friends. Probably five, I would say. I, I, I have approximately five friends, and they're all very good. Um, isn't that something kind of that a child would say? Now that I think about it, a child would rack up the amount of friends they have. One by one, they place them side to side and they say this this is my best friend this is my second best friend they rank them you know why because one day you're going to have to lose one of those friends and you ha- you have to choose which one of those you want to lose and ch- children will tell each other this sort of thing they'll say you are my third best friend so uh, if i had to get rid of one of my three friends it would have to be you if I had the rope that uh, dunked you into the uh, tank of pure grain alcohol, uh, that would be you. By the way, that sounds fun, being dunked into a tank of pure grain alcohol. You know, we've all, we all love that part in Master Margarita where Behemoth pours a glass of pure alcohol into uh, her tumbler and boasts about it. But that's poison. That is... Um, just being submerged in it, going through your skin, going through your nostrils, your mouth, your, I hate to say it, going through your anus. It's going to, uh, you'll get alcohol poisoning post-haste. And it won't be all that, it won't be all that pleasant. So you really ought to stop pining over these sort of things. Don't pine over what the best way to die is. Pine over, uh, don't even pine over the worst way to die. People will have these sort of conversations. They say, "Wouldn't it be terrible to have your skin eaten from the uh, from the deepest layer outward, so that you will see a person like the, you'll see like tiny bugs crawling underneath their skin. They're just eating the the mus- the skin right under the muscle layer, right above the muscle layer, and then they, their skin seems to sag and deflate." Because there's like a, a slight vacuum between there. And all of a sudden it just just falls apart in front of you. And you can see this fleshy armature. This, this shambling corpse. 
not a corpse yet. No, it would take a while to die after that. See, I'm I'm oh, I'm kind of participating in this conversation right now. I'm being that guy. And you know what I haven't even done yet? I haven't even poured you a glass of Mac Am's beer. I did set your appetite with that uh with that uh thought, I hope. Anyway, it's good. it's ten dollars. Uh just keep that in mind. All right. Uh it cash only, too, because uh this place doesn't have a it doesn't have an internet connection, so you'll have to use the Wi-Fi. Uh, if you stand close to the southern wall and hold your phone to it, um, you might get a bar or so. Um, enough, I, th- I think, enough to see a picture if you need to. Anyway. There you are. Now, I might not have internet, and I might not even have enough electricity uh, yeah, careful there, you almost spilled it. Uh, I might not have, I might not even have enough electricity to refrigerate this keg uh, that I pour out of, which that's why it's room temperature. And really, it is meant to be. It is meant to be refrigerated, it just as most beers are. Um, but uh, you know, this is what they do in the old country. What is the old country? It is a land that has risen out of the sea um, le- less recently than the one we're on now. Uh, this one came out of the ocean only uh, a few centuries ago. Uh, the one I came from, it, that, it, that, came, that rose out of the ocean thousands of years ago when God pulled it out like a giant fish that he was, he was trying to catch. At least this is what my grandfather told me. And I said, uh, weren't there people here before we came here? And he said, perhaps, but they were also under the sea. Uh, he see, he believed in uh, the whole story of Atlantis and uh, how there were merfolk instead of uh, ancient Greek people. He didn't go very much into it, unfortunately. I, um, I tried to coax it out of him. I tried to, like, uh, flash my eyelashes or whatever it's called and say, hey, come on, pop up. And, uh, no, he just fell down, you know, aneurysm. Right there, right then. Just, uh, his arms seized up. He curled up like a, like a, one of those lysopods that you find underneath a log. And he just, he rolled down the steps like a stone. It was very strange for a child to see. Um, and, uh, you know, we should, we really should be training children to, uh, expect to see stuff like that in their lives you know most most children aren't prepared to see their grandparents do terrifying things uh, dementia will force uh, your elders to throw things at you to swear they'll say bad words that I can't say um, you know because of the witch and all that but um, well I I, I don't want to talk about her. Uh, I, I, she's starting to get a little strict. She's starting to... She, she I can see her. Uh, most other people can't see her, but I can see her. And she, she's she been coiling that lasso, that energy lasso around her finger in this sort of eager manner. It's, it makes me nervous. It makes me... Uh, she, I th- she kind of threatens to just pull off my neck without any provocation. I think it's like a like a grandmother. She's starting to. Lose. I, I I I didn't even swear. 
I didn't even curse, and she just she just choked me a little bit. I think she's she needs help. I'm not gonna help her. I'm 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 a little put out by the whole thing. I'm a little angry that I am uh, I'm subjected to this sort of treatment. I didn't th- I didn't do anything to her uh, for her to be this angry at me. I mean, maybe I did. Some, maybe I gave her the evil eye or something like that. Um, but you know, at the time, I didn't know that giving some that accidentally looking at somebody in a slightly annoyed way. I didn't know that was a horrible curse. I I didn't know that you had to carry around a talisman to prevent such a thing from happening. I'm not very well read in other cultures. Now, what you might be wondering, what culture? Uh, produces something like a, a witch, an invisible witch with a lasso that will strangle people if they say cuss words. Well, unfortunately, that culture has died out. It was it was a lovely one, but it's it's gone. It's gone nowadays. It's it's sort of it's blended into modern American society. You know, if you they had an expose recently about them, and it was just some guy sitting on a on a nice comfortable chair watching uh well what he he's found to be a very uh propitious uh football match uh for him and he was he was mostly engrossed in that and not in the person interviewing him they said uh, what do you think of your old witch culture and he said ah yo ah, yeah. that was their language it was just uh dismissive grunts yeah whoa ah, yeah. Is it like it? It doesn't mean anything to us, and like you might have never heard a language that sounds like that before. It's all in the inflection. It's all in the breathing. You have to make a sound while you're taking in a breath. It's like the the tenacious D bit about inward singing. About half of their words are <laughs> that kind of sound like a donkey. They don't sound like that at all. They sound like people. Because they are, are they people? Now, we often make the distinction between human beings and people. Uh, Every person you've met is a human being, of course. But if we ever met extraterrestrials uh, that are sapient, that are intelligent, that we can speak with, uh, or at least understand that they are intelligent, would we call them people? I think we we would technically call them people even though they are not human beings. It would force us to really examine that one word for like maybe a few minutes before really not caring about it all that much or we would. People do get caught up in the in the politics of one word. Personhood, they say. As a matter of fact, there was an animal, a non-human animal that received personhood. It was a uh, it was a chimpanzee somewhere, or was it a dolphin? Boy, I don't know. I don't keep up with the times. I really don't. Um, and really, that was just it was just one organization that designated this dolphin or chimpanzee a, a person, a legal person. So really. It was only this one nation in which this dolphin could be considered a citizen, an actual citizen with rights. I mean, there are places in the world where certain human beings who haven't committed any crimes are 
are uh, de- uh, deprived of their human rights. They're they are seen as not not people. I mean, if you're if you're just not the you know right gender, sometimes you're not really seen as a person. Mary Magdalene herself was not seen by her peers, by her colleagues, sometimes as a person. That that's a common thread in in the uh, in the Gnostic Gospels that Jesus had to had to vouch for her, and many a times. And Peter, Peter was very cruel about the whole thing. He he was very misogynistic, or so I read in this one book. This could be one guy's interpretation of the whole thing. Though I'd, re- I'd recommend reading it. It's very good reading if you're, if you're very easily entertained. That's the thing. If, it, if you're entertained by a, a slogging, uh, droning uh, prose, I'd recommend this to you. And I, I often am. Why? Because I, I produce slogging droning, plotless. Whoa. That bird is very close to the window. Uh, and it often frightens my customers. And I, I I don't want to chase it away. That windowsill is just as much its home as this little counter is. Uh, but I, I, this is my home now, I think. Well, you could say, hey, isn't that house that you go back to when you go to bed with your wife? Like, isn't that your home? It is when I'm there. Right now, this is my home. I spend half of my life here. I mean, this place is open eight hours a day, mostly in the afternoon hours when people tend to sort of shift, sort of shuffle in here. Usually, they, uh, they're always unsure about coming in here. Oh, oh my, you know, I was thinking, I, I looked at you when I said that because I was thinking about customers, and I saw that you were holding up your glass, and I, you might have been doing that for a while. Here, let me take that. There you are. Um, I don't know how many of those you need to drink before you become inebriated, uh, but you might have already passed that point. I hope you didn't drive here. You didn't. Listen, this in this city, you don't really need to drive. There's already a very uh, a very good uh, subway system that never breaks down ever. That was just that was just. Very crude sarcasm on my part, and I apologize for that. But um, if you did drive here, I'd understand it. But really, there's no reason to. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, how far do you live away? Whoa. Okay, you know what? Maybe that. Maybe maybe you did need to drive here. And I'm and I'm I am very uh, I'm flattered that you drove here just for my for my uh, just to be here with me. Because, uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't drive here. I wouldn't drive all this way just to go to a bar that serves only one type of alcohol. Just one brand of beer from a, like from one little faucet. This seemed like a very fine uh, business idea to me at the time. But the thing is, when you are uh, when you are serving just one type of beer, you might as well just have yourself a cart. Uh, but unfortunately, you can't serve beer outside in the state of New York, or or New York, not New York. That's um, as far as I know, that's not a place. It could be a place. Hell, uh, uh, 
I, I forgot that was a curse word. When I was a kid, my, my dad used to say hell and damn all the... Excuse me. He used to say those words all the time. Is that okay? Thank you. He used to say those words all the time. And uh, beca- and he would never apologize when he said them to me. He would never indicate that they were bad words. So I, that's what I thought. That they were just words that adults said. And when I said them, I got in trouble. Holy jeez. And you know, you know how I got in trouble? A teacher didn't hear me say that. A student heard me say the D word. I'll, I'll whisper that just in case. He, he heard me say that. And really, I was just saying a hominin for that. Uh, the well, okay, I can say this. The, you know the 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 barricade that you put up in a uh, in a river, a dam. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. You, I I said that word for dam. I felt a little tingle in my neck when I said that, uh, said that. But anyway, and he gasped, and he and he started jumping around excitedly, and he ran over to the teacher, but not before pointing at me and saying, you said a curse word, oh my God. I, I said, what did I say? I don't, and he, he wouldn't repeat it. Of course, he didn't want to get in trouble. And uh, uh, the teacher scolded me. Now, even if I had said that word, you know, with the N on the end of it, now I'm unsure if that's how it's spelled, but you no, know, yeah, you know, it is. It is. But even if I had said that, this isn't a matter of you know the morality of tattletaling or snitching or whatnot. Why did he get so excited uh, to tell the teacher about this? Was it was it moral indignation? It's one thing if you see your neighbor murdered uh because you know he uh accidentally was trying to get into the uh wrong apartment he put the his keys into the wrong keyhole because he had a little bit too much to drink that one night and just did that the guy behind that door puts a shotgun to the to the wood and kablooey dead uh you it's one thing to uh, report that incident to the police because you are morally outraged about what happened to your neighbor but why why does it matter so much that someone said that word? Was he frightened at the at the collapse of our standards? Was he was he afraid that this herald did something much more frightening? I I could not I couldn't credit such behavior, and, I, and even now I can't. Why would somebody do that? I remember even for years afterward, people, uh, just children, my fellow children were were terrified to say any cuss word. Maybe it was the maybe it was the curse witch. Maybe they were always around the corner, like that detective referred to in A Clockwork Orange. Always there, always ready to uh, turn the key on the Ludovico effects. Maybe I should have been more frightened because so far as I can as I know it hasn't happened to them but here I am For, uh, many different times this which has threatened to really yank hard on that energy lasso and 
pull my head off, pop it off like a like a cork on a wine. On a, well, I mean, champagne is wine, but they don't often call wine a champagne bottle or a Prosecco bottle. Uh, there's another type that I'm not aware of right now. But anyway, either way, it would mean my death. And I didn't heed that warning. Maybe that's why he was so frightened. Maybe he was trying to help me. Because I ended up being really good friends with this person. I went to his wedding recently. So, what gives? What gives, man? Why did you do it? I would love to ask him that, but he would probably be confused and he probably had forgotten it. I mean, now that I think about this guy, he did something hilarious that year. He, One time we were just, we were standing in the classroom and we were playing a, one of those uh, games with all the, um, all the all the other students where you were eliminated if you answered a question wrong or something like that. And you had to, I don't know, sit down in this uh, circle of standing students. And when he got a question wrong, rather than sitting down, he fell on his face. Not, not the type of stage falling that you might see, like not the, you know, where you break your fall with your open palms, which even that is a bit risky. He rotated like a rake falling off a wall supporting it and hit the ground. And the sound his face made when it hit the, when it hit the linoleum floor or ceramic tile floor, I don't remember, Whatever it was, it, it, it was a hard surface. Nonetheless, it, it was the sound that you would expect to hear if someone's cheek was being slapped open. And I'm surprised there wasn't blood there. And you know what he said after he did that? Ow. And he did it on purpose. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Why did I laugh at somebody's misfortune? We don't know. We don't know. Violence is funny, unfortunately. You know, bad things are funny. Um, sometimes they're credited as being more funny than they actually are. Sometimes they're just cruel. Oftentimes they're just cruel. I'd say 90% of the times they're just cruel. And humor itself has become empty. But that was funny. I'm not doing a very good job conveying the humor. I, I failed in reviving the humor of the situation. It, I opened up the sarcophagus of that joke. Well, not joke, that, that anecdote. And I was hoping that it would arise like the, the curse of some sort of ancient pharaoh and come back up and we'd see it in its full glory. But no, it's still a shriveled mummy. I was unable to bring it back. But I'm hoping you enjoyed your Mac Adams beer. You did. That's good. Oh, look at that. Two tw- a $20 bill and two ones. That's not a great tip, but I, you know what? I, I'll still, I still appreciate it. I mean, $10 is pretty expensive for a beer, so I understand. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your stay here. I mean, I don't really know if you enjoyed or if you're just being polite, but either way, thank you, my friend. And you have a great time. This is Jefferson Avenue Waystation. And I'll see you again next week.